Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 97. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host, to my right, he is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, dicklish himself, Richard Garcia. Hey, hey, welcome everyone on this eventful week. We, I mean, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. That's an understatement right there. Uh, I mean, and, and, and in all honesty, I think wrestling's probably at the bottom of my list right now at the moment, given what's been going on with uh, with world affairs and Especially with this coronavirus, man, this 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 is just wrecking havoc on everything it touches. Yeah, it was hard to watch wrestling. I'm trying to I'm gonna try to keep it a beat, but uh, this is this show's gonna be a bummer. Uh, I'll let you know right off the top of the bat. Um, so much of a bummer, in fact, my computer just crashed, and this is the second time we're recording this. Yes, uh, we tried recording. We tried. Uh, we're about halfway done. We're about halfway done. We were halfway done with the recording, and all of a sudden, your computer uh, just crashed for whatever reason. And uh, did not save the did not save that audio file. So uh, now we're starting over, uh, which <laughs> is uh, talk about our luck right there. Uh, that's just the way things have been going. Yeah, um, I thought I thought Max can't get the virus. Never mind. Well, anyway. good thing it's not the coronavirus. I mean, at least um, this computer is a little old, so I'm worried about it. Oh man, let's. Uh, this one's gonna be tough, guys. Uh, a lot going on in the world of wrestling. A lot going on in the world at large. Um, we're going to talk about all that, uh, but right off the top of the bat, you know, we got to give it up to our sponsors now more than ever, um, especially for small businesses, uh, people that are in the entertainment business, uh, you know, wrestling, uh, is one facet, but you got to think about merch companies guys and more than ever go out and support your local merch companies. Um, like our good friends at lapelyad.com. If ever the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further, go to lapelyad.com. Turn on them notifications for their Instagram. Uh, they just did a partnership with uh, ROH, uh, so there's a lot of good shit coming out of uh, Lapel. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't look forward. I can't uh, wait for that. Yeah. So definitely go check out Lapel. Yeah. Use our promo code. Put me over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you get 20% off your entire order. Um, definitely go check them out. That ROH merch looks fire. So definitely check them out. And also, you know, you got to support our friends at Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Brand on Instagram. Um, go check them out. Turn on the notifications. They just dropped a fire Bret Hart t-shirt. Um, so definitely jump on that. Um, and like I said, guys, um, a lot of our friends, uh, Dan- Daniel Browning, friends of the shows, they've been Shout on. Shout out before. to those guys. Um, they make most of their money for WrestleMania season. They, are, they print shirts for... A lot of uh, indie wrestlers, a lot of uh, people that, you know, get merch from them and then they fly it over to Florida where they're going to be having their shows and they sell their merch there. Um, So definitely go check them out. Um, They they print a lot. They print the shirts for Grudge Match as well. Absolutely. Um, And, and, you know, it's not just uh, uh, dear friends of ours. We know personally this is affecting everyone who relies on not just um, not just WrestleMania season that's coming up, but also. Just events in general, just social gatherings in general. Um, those who uh, you know rely money on going to events, going to concerts, uh, to make the merchandise for the bands, for the groups, um, the bartenders, and this is affecting everyone. Yeah. So um, any way you can help out, I mean, of course, by all means. Obviously, if you, if you if it's going to put you in a financial situation, by all means, you know, you think save, of your, save, yeah. your, save your money, save, take care of yourself, think of yourself and your family first and foremost. But if you can spare a couple dollars. 
to help out a um, podcast or um, someone you know who you who you really like and want to support. And the best way to support someone is by buying their merchandise and buying their stuff. Um, by all means, please do that because right now, more than ever, this is definitely a time where we all need to come together and help each other out. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Also, if you if you're so inclined, uh, go check out our web store, uh, putmeover.com. Wink, wink. For all of your put me over merchandise wants and needs, uh, we got t-shirts, hoodies, sweaters. Um, what else we got? Uh, stickers. You got koozies. Koozies that you could probably end up using as a mask if you need to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we got tote bags for when the uh, the real shit goes down. You can throw all of your life's belongings into our Put Me Over merch tote, tote bag. Um, make sure you use the code promo code Kofi Forever. That's Kofi, the number forever, for twenty percent off your order there. Um, yeah, this one's gonna be tough, guys. Um, I don't really know where to go from this. Um, the world is in is in crisis. I feel like um, I don't think it's just. Media, I think media is blowing it up, you know, t- to scare people more than they probably should. But this is real. Um, you go to a store, um, and it's it's a really weird feeling. Everyone's got like the same panicked energy. Um, you look at the shelves; they're empty. Um, my girlfriend tried to buy us, you know, some meat so we can put in the freezer, and there was no meat available. Chickens, you know, steak, what what have you. There was some vegan stuff left over. There was uh, Beyond Meat, but that's like $15 a package. So Oh, wow. Yeah, can't afford that right now. Um, might have to switch to vegan, but like the rice is all gone. Um, thrice is canceling. No, I'm just kidding. They, you know, there's no, sh- there's a shortage on a lot of things, and I hopefully, you know, stores are going to get replenished soon, but um, people are, are worried right now, and, you know, to the point where not only are you having seasons ending for like xfl we'll talk about that in the news but you have you know the news coming out that we're canceling uh just stuff in general not only concerts but now nightclubs bars um sit down restaurants gavin newsom the governor of california um just said that a lot of these places are going to be having to shut their doors just to keep everyone contained uh, yeah, he just made that announcement as of uh, this, as as of about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, uh, we're recording on a Sunday afternoon, so he made the announcement saying, uh, starting Monday, all bars and nightclubs in California are going to be closed until further notice. Um, so this is how serious it's going to be um, going forward. You know, and we live in California. Um, I, I've noticed the past couple of days that there hasn't been a whole lot of people out as about normally on weekends. It's usually pretty packed, but. Definitely not as much, but I, I don't think it's still uh, getting to the attention of people. People are still going out and they're going to a club, they're going to a bar. Um, you know, I'm kind of guilty of that as well because on Friday I did end up going out to uh, to, grab, to grab some dinner. Um, but I still felt unease about going out at the same time, especially um, since I do, so I do have seasonal allergies, um, nothing related to the coronavirus that it could be easily be mistaken like oh this guy's out in public this guy's out sick you know yeah sneezing and, and coughing and yeah and um and and it's just a sneezing part that that's all i have you know me you know me for a long time i it's yeah. just a sneezing and it gets rather annoying and i just wanted to get out of there like i just wanted to get back into into my play into the comfort of my home because i didn't want to put that stress on anyone else and i felt a little uneasy just being out there yeah i had i had a cold last week um and like i had a really sore throat and you know i went and got Got, went to the doctor and you know they did the coronavirus check on me and I was fine I, I don't have a coronavirus and my throat is feeling a lot better this week uh, but you know um, I was worried for a little bit you know rightfully so um, and that was before all this ma- madness and hysteria Donald Trump 
went out and declared a state of emergency. Yeah, um, let's just go ahead and go into like um, what's been going on for those that have been living under the rock the past week. On Wednesday, President Trump did announce a um, a travel ban from Europe, excluding the United Kingdom and Ireland. And um, it appears that as of today, uh, Vice President Prince amended it and added the United Kingdom and Ireland. Um, I, I'm assuming, I mean, I haven't heard much further details about it. Um, the reason why I bring this up is that it affects a lot of people, especially with Paige, uh, since she wasn't able to travel from the United Kingdom, and hence why she had to miss. Um, she was actually scheduled to be on SmackDown this past Friday, and uh, due to the travel ban, she uh, could not be able to make the show. And That's so crazy. It is. It's and uh, you know other wrestlers of all are affected by it. Um, you know Will Osprey. You know he's from he's from the United Kingdom. Zack Saber Jr. is from the United Kingdom. Uh, they're all affected by this. Um, it, it, this is affecting a lot of people, and to me, it, it also hits home uh, really close uh, for you too, as well as because we got a couple of friends that um, they left right they, when this all started. Yes, they um, because President Trump made that announcement as of uh, his State of the Union address was on six p.m. Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, and this is Pacific time, and their flight to take off from LA to London was around eight p.m. So. They must have boarded the plane when they had when Trump made that announcement, and uh, they stuck to their guns, and uh, they're out in uh, they're out in London for uh, for up until Wednesday. And I believe they're going to Paris right after that. Which, to me, I'm I'm not so much worried about London as I am more worried about Paris. Yeah, uh, isn't France like in a lockdown yes. situation? They're, they they announced a lockdown. Yeah, um, they might get stuck out there. That's what's scary. Yeah, and another thing to consider is. Um, you know, for those that are flying back, because um, I'm sure there's a way that, because um, when they mean travel ban, I'm sure that it, it excludes um, Americans and American nationals and American citizens. Uh, they're they're going to be coming back as well. Although, if they are white nationalists, they they can stay out there. there don't they're, come back. Yeah, please don't come back. Please don't. <laughs> Although, um, that brings up another question: like when they come in, like, um, and this is something I want to ask for those that did recently come back from travel for any of our listeners is how was it like coming back from um, coming back into the country uh, during this time? You know, please let us know. Like, did you guys have to go through quarantine? Did you guys go through extensive checkups? Um, that's something I, I, I would like to know as well, um, because uh, this does kind of this does really concern me and this concerns all of us right here. So uh, please let us know as far as um, if you give us any it shed any light into the de- into the details. Yeah, you look at countries like Italy that are in total shutdown. Um, we might even be totally shut down, uh, where you know we might have to do the show via satellite because we you can't come over into the studio and record. Yeah, and um, we're, I'm I'm like ten minutes away from your house, so that's 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 even studio I, from your studio. I'm sorry, <laughs> studio. <laughs> they put me over ranch. Um, yeah, uh, you're not very far, but I can imagine. Them just telling everyone, don't go out of your house is, you know, kind of a martial law kind of deal. And that's what, you know, I was thinking about the same the other day as well. Like, this could turn into a situation where it's essentially martial law. Where, like, you you can't go out unless you unless it's for emergencies only. And I don't know, man. Like, uh, this situation is going to get very scary. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. That's what it is. It's just a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty. And what's going to happen after? Yeah, there's. Um, I guess we can get into the news now. Um, we kind of did to get into the news already, since this is like a great segue into it. Yeah, let's uh, let's hit the music, because um, now is time for some dirty news from the dirt sheets. Uh, let's give it up to some dicks. Dirty news. What? 
Take it away, Dick. So, of course, uh, as we're all aware, the coronavirus is the, the main news, not only in the wrestling world, but also in general with, with what's going on with, with our daily lives. Oh, yeah. The coronavirus is probably the biggest heel in the world right now. It, it um, is. Doing a great job putting over uh, younger talent. <laughs> uh, but uh, we were like burying older talent. Burying all the, all the veterans, for sure. Oh, man. Uh, w- That's a joke. It's a bad joke. But Dude, it's... WWE. Now, this is now this definitely affects them because WrestleMania is coming up in a couple weeks, um, and as of today, they have not announced that uh, they're going to uh, cancel WrestleMania or reschedule or move it to a different location. Although we are hearing rumors that they may end up moving it to a smaller location. If that's the case, it would not be the first time that WrestleMania was moved to a smaller venue. Um, I'm not sure if you remember back in. Um, was it 1991 WrestleMania 7, I believe, when it was in L.A.? Yeah. Originally, the original plan was to have it at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. And the Memorial Coliseum could could hold up to, if I'm not mistaken, I think up to about 80,000, 90,000 people, maybe upwards to 100. Almost 100, yeah. Almost 100,000 in that venue. Um, however, that didn't work out, and instead it got relocated to the nearby L.A. Memorial Coliseum, which unfortunately is no longer there. Yeah, now there's two there's two reasons as far as who depends on who you believe. There's two reasons as far as why they moved it to the smaller venue. If you were to believe the WWE side of the story, it's because they wanted to protect Sergeant Slaughter, who was their champion at the time, because he was getting death threats from um, from fans. Yeah, he, the, he turned into a Saudi sympathizer and teamed up with the Iron Sheik. Was Iraqi sympathizer? Uh, yeah, an Iraq. What did I say? A uh, Saudi. Yeah, he was an Iraqi uh, sympathizer and. Uh, yeah, the, he went from an American hero to he he we went heel big time, sleeping uh, with Saddam basically. Yeah, so and this is when we were in the middle of Desert Storm. So yes, an American heel, American hero turning heel like that, uh, really, especially at that time, kayfabe was still pretty 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 good. It was. This is pre curtain call. This was pre definitely pre curtain call. Uh, back in the back in the early nineties, so people wanted his head, dude. And um, from their perspective, from WWE's perspective, they felt that it was a safety hazard. It was a, it was a security issue. They didn't want a sniper to be on top of the Memorial uh, Sports Arena to take him out and assassinate Sergeant Slaughter, and that would become a, a real tragedy. Um, thank God that didn't happen. But I think the way WWE had played up those events, it definitely was over-exaggerated. Um, the other side of the spectrum is if you believe the ticket sales. And that that's where I kind of lean. That's where I'm kind of leaning more towards is that the fact that they were not uh, selling out or did not have uh, the sales that they would like um, going into the event. So then they made the call to move it to the L.A. Sports Arena, which it which holds probably maybe at most a fifth of what the Coliseum can truly hold. Yeah, you could probably fit three sports coliseums inside the Coliseum. Three or, or four. Sports arena. Yeah, so you, you could definitely fit a bunch of those into the into the Coliseum. Uh, so basically the point I'm, we're trying to make is that this wouldn't be the first time that wrestling maybe moved to a smaller venue, if that's the case. Now, as far as what venue it is, I mean, it, it could be the PC, and I think that wouldn't be a good move on their part. I mean, aside from them doing it for, for, mor- for, uh, moral, for morale reasons, to boost up morale for not only um, the for the wrestlers themselves, but also for the wrestling fans. This could be one of Undertaker's last matches, and it, for it to be in, like, 
an empty arena at the PC would be a, not a good way it to go It would out. not be a good way to go out, but at the same time, he should have retired a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we've spoken, I think we've said our piece as far as when The Undertaker should have retired. Well, AJ's promo on Raw pretty much said what we've all been saying. We'll, we'll get into that. That was a great promo. Um, but yeah, the there's definitely a lot going on in the world. Um, you know, just we're having to cancel things. We're not able to live our normal lives. And I think it's going to take the city of Tampa to cancel WrestleMania for WWE. And it, and and that might be the case because they have until Thursday uh, the 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 city council and the city and county governments they gave WWE up until Thursday to make the decision for themselves. And if they don't make the decision, then the local government will make the decision for them. Um, now the only thing I can think of as far as why WWE is delaying the inevitable because this will they're going to have they're, they're not going to have the show on april 5th the only thing i could think of and this has been rightly reported is or rightly rumored i should say is that there when it comes to um insurance to, to the insurance um for wwe because yeah hopefully they they got the best insurance because uh they lose a lot of money to to the the buccaneers oh they, they're renting the space yeah and I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that's probably the case as far as why they're not they're not making the announcement now they're going to wait because for the insurance if the, if if it was someone else other than WWE canceling they would get the insurance money from my understanding but if it was WWE that was canceling they would not get the insurance money um, we'll know more about this when that when when the day comes and as far as who's responsible for making that announcement but either way how you look at it. In all likelihood, it's, it's like a 99% chance that it will not be happening on April 5th in Tampa. Yeah, it's it's crazy. 36 years in, and uh, we were looking at the potential of a very high likelihood that WrestleMania is not going to take place traditionally. Um, what else we got, Dick? No, it, it's and this is just this is just the grim reality that we're living in now, and uh, it's just crazy, dude. It's this is really really crazy. Um, I'm, we haven't mentioned this though, but, um, this past Friday, Raw was actually, I'm sorry, SmackDown was at the performance center. Yeah. This empty upcoming, arena. Em- empty, empty arena. This upcoming Monday is going to be the same thing as well with for Raw. NXT was at the performance center as well on Wednesday. Yeah. So it seems like this is going to be, I mean, they might, they, they're going to be trying this out for a while to see how this goes as far as empty arena shows go. Um, they're not the only ones that are doing empty arena shows, uh, this past Saturday, um, UFC had uh, their event in Brazil, I believe. It was mm-hmm. an empty arena event. The Nevada State Athletic Commission, um, non-wrestling related, but this does affect wrestling as well. At the same time, is that they're making an they're considering doing an indefinite ban on mixed martial arts or um, fighting events in Nevada for until further notice. So that may that will likely include wrestling if I'm if I'm assuming that. Um, AEW is going to have double or nothing coming up in May. Yeah, that could affect that as well. More um, than likely, I think that's going to be canceled as well, or at least be postponed. Also, you, you, we're talking about WWE, but AEW, look at them. They're having to move their shows. Um, the next Dynamite was supposed to be in Rochester. I think it was Rochester, yes. Uh, they're, now they're moving it to Daly's Place, which is next to the uh, the Jaguars' um Stadium, yeah, in in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Uh, Daly's Place is a weird name for a venue, a venue of that size. It sounds like a dive bar. Daly's Place, like a shitty dive bar. Sounds like a really shitty dive bar. It sounds like a dive bar I've been into many times. 
Lots of times. Uh, it, it's 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 almost as bad as Shady Brady's. Oh my for, god! For a name for a bar, yeah, Shady's. that's about up there. Uh, uh, but Daly's Place definitely not a great name. Daly's Palace might pass, but I think you got to drop the whole. Daly's, Daly's Palace sounds like a really cheap Vegas casino. <laughs> it sounds like it's like uh, that's like way off the strip. I mean, like not even not even close, not even in, in like on the outskirts of uh, Vegas's city limits. Like you know, how you drive like two miles east of. Uh, it's like next to Sam's Town. Yes. Um, and it's like it's not real. It's like a total knockoff of Caesar's Palace. Uh, but like they use like Greek mythology instead of like Roman Empire stuff, or and then instead of having like a, a real <laughs> pizza joint, they have Little Caesars instead. <laughs> yeah, or not even Little Caesars, just like a like a knockoff uh, Caesars Li- Caesar Littles or something. Little Caesar, 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 Little Caesar. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, Daly's place is going to be the home of dynamite with limited or restricted uh, attendance. So th- I don't think it's going to be empty arena, but it's going to be bare bones. It's definitely going to be bare bones. And if I had to assume what they mean by restricted attendance, it probably just means just important personnel only. Uh, like Somehow Brock Lesnar guy will get in there. He probably will. <laughs> just just to guy. kind of be like, hey, you know, things are still looking good. Everything is okay. <laughs> no, he's just a weasel that will find a way to get into something like that. that. I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Um, and then Blood and Guts in two weeks is already talked about. They're, they're going to be moving that from uh, where they were going to be holding it. And uh looks like there's no venue confirmation of where that's going to be. Uh, but this is going to be a big dynamite for them. They've been hyping it up since Revolution. And uh, we're not sure where that's going to take place. It was going to be their War Games, basically, Dynamite Special Edition. It's essentially War Games. From from what we remembered as uh, kids growing up watching uh, WCW back in the day when they had their War Games, this is essentially the same version, meaning that it's going to be there's going to be a top of the uh, top to the cage, um, it's going to be two rings. two rings, and the only way to win is by submit or surrender. 80,000 tons is what I'm hearing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm sure they're going to inflate those numbers like WWE. Uh, that's just professional wrestling for you. I think they said that the elimination chamber, which we're going to cover in a little bit, was like 80 tons. I heard two tons. Two two tons, six miles of chain. Um, we'll, we'll get into the elimination chamber right after the news. Yeah, as far as what, like, WWE, they're, they're like the king when it comes to exaggerations. So what might be 20 tons might be only like 50 pounds, you know. I mean, solid steel steps, you know, th- those weigh at least 300 pounds. At least. Give um, me a break. But, yeah, so, you know, coronavirus has really taken its toll on, on a lot of things. And, and it's and it's still wrecking Japan. Um, the, uh, the, super, uh, the New Japan Cup is completely canceled. Completely canceled? It's canceled, yeah. Ah, excuse me. So, um, and, you, and you got shows like PWG. Uh, they're gonna have their Kobe show, that's canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, just a weird time, man. I not not since nine eleven have have I felt this much uncertainty in society and you know going on to the next day. It's 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 really tough, man. And I just hope you know we can kind of chill out, have a Snickers, and we can be nice to each other. I think that's like the main thing. And wash our hands, you know, more than ever. Yeah, abso- absolutely. You couldn't have said it better. But a lot of people are, you know, hoarding stuff now and, you know, buying out everything. I think there needs to be I think the store is fucked up big time by not putting a limit once they saw, oh, shit, people are getting really serious about, you know, buying up supplies and stuff. Um, you know, I've I seen people fighting over toilet paper on the Internet, um, you know, and, you know, I feel like anything can be toilet paper. You don't necessarily need. 
yeah, toilet paper proper. I mean, people, people have been pretty clever when it comes to, to uh, TP. Um, I have some unmatching socks I can use. Or if you have, or if you hate a sports team, you can use a jersey or yeah. whatever. The sports memorabilia, you can use that. Um, if you have paper towels, cut them in half, and you have two rolls of toilet paper. I mean, if you're running, if you're that desperate. I mean, yeah, you, the, you can be, you can be creative. You don't need toilet paper proper. Yes, and you don't need like two years worth. No, luckily, I went to Costco two weeks ago and bought. We, we needed toilet paper, so we bought some, and that's usually good for like six months. So we're good on toilet paper. You're good on the, toilet paper. Good, put me over. Good. Put, put me over good. Um, and yeah, like I went to the store on Monday just to buy stuff for the week, not knowing what was going to be coming in a couple days. And I wish I would have stocked up a little bit more because we, you know, I bought a couple packages of like meat and chicken and stuff. Um, and that was just for the week. Um, yeah. I should have bought two weeks worth of stuff if, if I knew shit was going to be going down like this. There's, you know, all the rice was gone when I was there. Uh, water was pretty much all gone. Uh, toilet paper was gone. There were still paper towels. Which tells me some of y'all aren't that worried about this coronavirus. Check out my Twitter at it's me three k. Anyways, nice plug by the way. <laughs> there's uh, I should have maybe stocked up more on like frozen stuff, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, people just chill out and be nice to each other. That's all. That's all really. Um, and if you're feeling sick, don't go outside because you know we our age group has a pretty good mortality rate when it comes to this coronavirus. But you know there's older people. Uh, I worry about my my grandma. Um, Elena's parents are older, and I gotta worry about my mom as well. And I and I ran it. I I stopped by our house the other day, and I kind of got into her because uh, with what's been going on, you know, I don't want her to. I don't want her to get sick because me coming over and I didn't realize I have anything, if or not even just the coronavirus, just the flu in general. Just, yeah, just being sick. Um, it does affect. I mean, of course, when it comes to these type of illnesses. The elderly and the young, like the very young, are going to be the most affected by it. But um, I think the younger are okay. But like as far as like under eight, like I'm talking like the, the kids. No, yeah, they, they they said the coronavirus doesn't really affect like a flu would affect would affect a child, but this this is like ten times deadlier. But for some reason, kids are immune to it. They have better immune systems, I guess. We'll we'll have to wait and see because there's a lot of uncertainties. There's a lot of misinformation. There's too, a lot so. of information, a lot of mis- misinformation that's being spread. So um, basically, if you hear someone saying that I know what I'm talking about and they're not a medical expert, they don't know what they're talking about. And we know John Cena is a doctor of thugonomics, but that doesn't apply to the coronavirus. Yes. Do not go to Dr. Cena. for Do that. not go to Dr. John Cena. Um, he's only a, a, a doctor in thugonomics. And not. I think it's only certified in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. And parts of Tampa. Maybe parts of Tampa. That's about <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah, don't listen to John Cena. He's not a doctor doctor he's it just applies to thugonomics yes um what else there is one thing do? i do want to talk about that's non-coronavirus related and uh, maybe this should have been a big headline but um given the events that ha- have been happening it it's taken a back seat and that is um it was announced uh, last week on um wb backstage that uh rob gunkrowski has officially signed with wb <laughs> that's 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 interesting uh, maybe not a good, not a good sign, not a good time to be signing to a wrestling company. Absolutely, but um, he'll be on SmackDown. They already announced it. Um, on SmackDown, Mojo, Mojo's back to being hyped. We'll get into this because it's really, really weird. Yes. Um, but Rob Gronkowski will be on SmackDown next week, and that's really interesting. It's an interesting signing. I don't see him as like a wrestler. I mean, he did. He 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 was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal a couple of years ago, and a security guard almost kept him out of that. That's true. Um, but yeah, he was there to help 
Mojo win the whole thing. Yes. Uh, we were there for that. That was well, at that was at thirty one. That was at thirty one, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh wait, was it? I feel like it was. It was definitely. It was one of the WrestleManias that happened. Uh, the, the or was it Orlando? Past few years. I think ago. it was Orlando. It it probably was. Uh, no, because thirty one didn't Cesaro win the? Or no. <laughs> it was Big Show. Big Show, Big Show won, won in 31. You're right. Okay. Cesaro won the first one. Bizarro won, th- Cesaro won 30. Bizarro. Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bizarro. We need to fucking Big make Show a Bizarro, Bizarro. Oh, dude. I, w- I want to see that image, dude. Or, you know, maybe the, the Miz can tag team with him. Bizarro. Bizarro. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, So, he- yeah. Bizarro <laughs> won the first one. And then uh, the second one was when we were at. That was one that Big Show won. That's the one where Big Show won. You're right. And then uh, Mojo won the third one. That was in Orlando. That was fucking bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so we much. We needed that laugh. Oh, man. Um, I mean, you know, aside from the coronavirus, that's really pretty much all the news that, that I've got. Um, well, we got confirmation that the, the British Bulldog is official oh, for the Hall of Fame. That's right. We reported this a couple weeks ago, and now WWE has finally made the announcement. Was it was it on Corey Graves' podcast? Yeah, Corey Graves' little rinky-dink podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> special, um, he had to make that special announcement to get, yeah. the, get the ears in. But um, is the Hall of Fame even going to happen this year? Because that would suck for like someone like that doesn't really get got this. For a lot of people, the Hall of Fame is like their last, right? You know, a chance to be in front of a sold-out arena, be able to give a good speech. Um, but you look at, you, but you look at who's been announced, and uh, the, so far it seems like there is one announcement that hasn't been made yet, and we've kind of got an idea of who's been rumored to be on it, and that is Jushin Thunder Liger, if the if everything if the reports are correct, and it seems like from what we've been hearing with all the previous reports, that is going to be the case. Do you feel like like with all with, with this year's Hall of Fame announcement, is there anyone on that list that you feel like if they don't get in this year, they're not going to get in at all, and they may not have an opportunity to go up to the stage and make a speech? Because I feel like with everyone that's been announced, that's not really the case. I don't get that feeling. Well, you got the NWO, two-time Hall of Famer uh, X-Pac. Yeah. Um, you got Batista, the Bellas, British Bulldog. Uh, which I'm, I'm assuming Davy Boy Junior's got to got to take that. Right? In some capacity, he's going to be doing something on behalf of his father. Um, and then who else is in the, in the Hall of Fame? Well, um, JBL. JBL was just JBL announced, was announced yes. last week. So yeah, and then Jushin would 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 round it out. Um, I there's still people like there's people who who's not in the Hall of Fame right now that. Obviously, Owen Hart is number one for me. Right, that's still alive. That's still alive. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, because the the ones that that should have been going in, you know, like the Vaders. I mean, they're 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 no longer there. They're no longer with us. I man, say. and he really wanted to get in the Hall of he Fame. He really wanted he to was get petitioning into the Hall of Fame for so uh, long, for a long time, and yeah, and then and just unfortunately that didn't that he did he he got in. He got in a year after he died, right? Yeah, he did, and I, that's that's just such that's so unfortunate. I can't think of anyone that's in this case because Batista can go in whenever he wants. Yeah, I mean the Rock, the Rock's one that the Rock know. could go in at any moment. Uh, I just can't think of anyone else. Like I, I don't know. I know there's names, but like, I, like off the top of my head right now, I can't think of anyone. It at doesn't the moment. bother me as much, I think, as it bothers the rest of the internet wrestling community of who's in the Hall of Fame and who's not. Because I mean. 
it is a special honor, but at the same time, it's it's not the end of the world. I mean, there's it's other not. Hall of Fames that they can be inducted into um, that are probably more respected. Not more respected, but less of like a um, spectacle about it. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Um, people are definitely deserving, and I think they're going to get their moment. But, you know, WWE just picks who they want. It, they, you, there's no rhyme or reason to these inductions. There's a lot of people that definitely deserve it. Uh, there, there's a couple names like Drew Carey that maybe don't deserve to have that prestige that Andre the Giant has. Right. And um, Donald Trump, before he was president, he was a Hall of Fame. Yeah. And, and, and keep in mind, the, and even though it is in the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame, there is no Hall of Fame. There's no physical Hall of Fame That's at all. Scott Steiner's uh, ra- rationale on it. Yeah. Uh, which they need. They need it. I mean, they have a big facility in the in Tampa. They can they can set it up there. I'm sure they can. Like uh, in Cooperstown, you know, just plaques, people's faces, and maybe like a museum would be would be I think would be cool. They've been, you know, the fans have been talking about this for years. Um, it's I don't and I well, it's not going to be happening anytime soon. But um, the fans have been wanting this to be happening for a long time to make it an actual legit Hall of Fame to kind of have like their version of Cooperstown or. Um, or Cannon, Ohio, you know. Or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Or like the that. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, yeah. exactly. You want to have that physical museum there to make it an established um, Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, there are other wrestling Hall of Fames out there. You know, Cauliflower Alley is probably one of the most well established. That's Yeah, that's a well respected one. That's a well respected one. Um, you, you know, you have like the Western Observer Hall of Fame, obviously. Um, and there's a bunch of others as well. But th- for them to become a true Hall of Fame, they need to have their own physical place to actually have it but um you know we'll see what happens and given what the events have been going on i mean that's definitely not the top of their list right now and um, so do you think the hall of fame will go banquet style like they did in the 90s for this one i think with i mean given what's been going on and how things are going to change um i think they're going to make the change partly because of that but more so, I think, because of the fact that there should not be the fans. The fans should not be in the Hall of Fame because they don't need to be there. They, they don't need to be they there. They heckle them more than anything. And, and you, that sucks. And you and I went back in 2015. And Macho Man had had to be there. We, for that. we had to be there for the Hall of Fame. But for the most part, though, did you notice how like the fans were heckling um, the, um, the 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 people giving the speeches for the most part, like the induct the inductees? I feel like Larry Zabisco because he went on a little long. Zabisco did go on some, a little bit too long. Some what chance? Uh, which is come on, dude, Re- have some respect. Uh, but there are people like uh, when Trish was was it Trish? She was thanking her husband, and she she got booed for that. Yes, it's bullshit, dude. That's her moment. Wh- who are you to boo? Um, which yeah, I think the fans really ruin that shit, um, especially when they want to start chants. They want to try to make it about them. They and sometimes they do. And when it's like dead silent, you'll hear like one idiot be like, "You suck," you know. Which come on. And it's totally disrespectful. And you can make the argument and say, "Well, the the fans are paying money to to go to the Hall of Fame." Yes, I agree with you on that. They do pay good money to go to the Hall of Fame, but at the same time, though, WWE should know by now that. This is not working out for them. Like, Keep that same energy. Bring it to WrestleMania. Yeah. This is not the time to, to, to try not to take time. over. Um, that's like, uh, you know, starting to chant at a funeral, you know? You don't do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we still got to think about NXT. TakeOver is supposed to be, you know, their big show uh, going into Tampa. Uh, they've got some of the card kind of going. Where is that going to be? That's got to be at the PC then, right? I, I don't know. I mean, and, and, and not just WWE as well. I mean, all these independent companies that every year 
rely on WrestleMania week to make the, to make their most money. Yeah. They're infected. They're affected by it the most. Um, you you look at uh, like the Bullet Club Beach Party is already canceled. Canceled, um, yep. which is their their thing. The collective, which Lapelia is a part of, um, that's I think that's canceled now. Um, and it's just you know once I think once WWE confirms that WrestleMania is not going to be held at Tampa, um, you're going to see a lot of people kind of falling out. This is a big money maker for the wrestling community as a whole. You look everywhere from people that make the merch to the independent wrestlers yeah. that go out there for, you know, WrestleCon and things like that. And, you know, it's it, we're in uncertain times. This is definitely uncharted water. Uh, no, no pun intended because WrestleMania was pirate thing this year. But this is a uh, this is scary, guys. Um, don't freak out. Freak out. Freak out. Uh, but, you know, we got to we got to stick together on this, guys. Exactly. And. It might be easy for WWE to relocate or reschedule WrestleMania. I could see them canceling SummerSlam because that's not hasn't been a yearly thing. Wait, no, SummerSlam has been yearly since it started. Yes, um, but maybe cancel another pay per view and put WrestleMania in that place. But you got to think of the storylines that they've been working on since Royal Rumble. That's true. You can't stretch them out that long. Well, I mean, this is this is all new for them because they've never experienced this situation before. Definitely going to hear a lot of first time ever's. De- absolutely. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of first time ever's for this one. And maybe who knows if something like this were to happen. I mean, I'm sure as a corporation, they're going to have some sort of contingency plan for down the road. If this were to happen again, God forbid it doesn't happen again. Yeah, they're going to. But they got to have some sort of contingency plan. Backups for the backups, in fact. Exactly. And um, and for WWE, it might be easy for them to move it to a different date or a different location, but the problem still persists for those who still rely on that WrestleMania week they've been waiting for all year to come and make the most money they can. It's, and for them, it's not so much. It's not very easy for them to just simply reschedule to a different date or relocate. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, weird times right now, guys. Um, all right, I. Pretty much the coronavirus news is the big, big part of what's going on. Um, so let's let's switch gears and let's start reviewing what we did see this last week uh, when wrestling and the world was fun. Um, we got elimination chamber last Sunday, <clears throat> and uh, while we're while we're here, while I got your ear, uh, let me introduce to you the reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight pay per view champion of the world of the Put Me Over podcast. Mr. A3K, the Mez. Uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And we we only differed on one, uh, the Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan match. And that was the opening match to kick off the actual pay-per-view. Uh, and after that, it was set in stone that um, I was going to win that pretty one. Pretty much. I mean, I, I'm, I seriously thought Gulak was going to win based off of maybe I thought this feud was going to be continuing. Um, little did I realize, I mean, aside from it, from, from the events that, that transpired this past week, I thought this was going to lead into WrestleMania and never going to have a WrestleMania match. But it looks like that's not even going to be that's not going to be the case. I'm, I'm interested in that storyline because it looks like it, it could be like a tag team between the two, which would be awesome. I think it works out. Um, two really good, gifted, technical wrestlers uh, teaming up. Uh, you got me. You got me with that one. Uh, that might have been the match of the night because this was not a, that great of a pay-per-view in my eyes. Um, I thought the Elimination Chamber matches were pretty weak, um, especially the women's because they kind of, you know, sh- told us basically that Shayna was going to win. So there's no real heat to that. 
um, I I wrote on my Twitter at me at at it's me A3K uh, that you know they 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 have padding around where there used to be like the metal grates, and I get wrestler safety one hundred percent yes. Uh, but the brutality of what they sold us is this elimination chamber has steel everywhere, and you know it probably sucked to take bumps on it, but that was part of the allure of a uh, elimination chamber match. Now it's just a giant cage um, with not like a lot of, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, like um, it didn't look as brutal as it did back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, one hundred percent, we need wrestler safety, but at the same time. Kind of missing the uh, the brutality of it, but um, going going back to the to the chamber matches, um, for sure the SmackDown men's tag team match was the superior of the two chamber matches. Um, halfway through that, ma- halfway through the match, I think what was it? Um, was it Grand Metal League? Uh, yes, Who? That, the botch that going into Biggie. Well, besides that, right there. But oh, the se- the the shooting star. The, off the shooting top? star from the top. I mean, that's what the Lucha House Party was there for. That's basically what they were there for. But oh my god, that yeah. was insane. Spot of the night for sure. Um, also, my my up there for spot of the night was Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan's nuts coming out of his shorts, <laughs> his, his gear. You know, I missed that. I'm, I'm I I didn't catch that until you told me right now. Uh, it, it's probably edited by now, but I'm sure you could find it. Um, yeah, just you know, a couple nuts coming out. Um, I think Gulak, you know, he went for a suplex over the top rope to the outside and he kind of grabbed his his trunks. But when he did, one, you know, one of his nuts came out and then they replayed it in slow motion. So you could see, <laughs> you could see it um, just in case it happened twice. So that was my high spot of the night. Um, Andrade beats uh, Carrillo. Um, I've seen this match. It's hard for them to have a bad match, but I've seen it so many times already. They've done it too many times where I could care less about like, like that's the thing, right? With with those two, like yes, like you mentioned, they've done it so many times to the point where like I don't even care anymore. Like, what's the payoff to this? Like, it, what is the payoff going to be with Creel winning the championship, which I didn't think was going to happen? No, um, they're going to keep the belt on Andre for a little bit longer, and from there, where do you go? Like, I mean, is it going to be like a fatal four way match at WrestleMania where it's going to be Ray Andrade, and then you also get Creel? And Angel Guards on the card as well, and maybe do that match. A Latino World Order match for sure. I think I think that's got to be what ha- what's happening. These guys have been dancing around each other for I feel like months now, um, or some sort of combination involving those four. And don't get me wrong, it's gonna be an awesome match. But you know, with WrestleMania up in the air, it's kind of even hard to really think about it because I feel like it's already a foregone conclusion that's gonna be canceled. Yeah, uh, Miz and Morrison win that match there's really no one that was going to take those titles from them uh-uh. i mean like, like i said i mean uh, like there was a, th- like that spot by uh, the spot by the house party was insane um i i i think it's a, i think it was superior um superior chamber match between them and the women's for sure um i couldn't see new day or the usos uh winning the championship and besides that Miz and morrison they just won the belts recently yeah and i mean I feel like those ropes were slippery because even Kofi, who never botches, uh, messed up a, a couple spots. Um, Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. This one was a no DQ match. Um, Gallows and Anderson were out there. It it was weird that it took them so long to get an interference in that match. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. You know, I completely forgot when we made the predictions last week. I forgot it was gonna be a no disqualification match because I thought it was just gonna be a, a regular one on one match. And after seeing it, it's a no DQ match and seeing. Uh, the OC out there, 
you know, it was obvious that they were going to go where they were going to go with that angle, and that was you can have the Undertaker come out and cost AJ the match. Yeah, I I completely forgot about the Undertaker factor, um, which Alicia Black beats AJ Styles, gets one of the biggest wins of his career. Um, it was okay. I mean, I could have done with no inter- interference in that one. You know, because Aleister Black and AJ Styles, I feel like that would have been an awesome match if you didn't have, you know, the no DQ stip on it. Right. And because I think with that no DQ stip, like it, it kind of just made the conclusion a little bit more obvious as far as what they were going to do with that match. I would I would love to see those two wrestle without any type of distraction or interference, because I think those two can tear the house down. Absolutely. Um, you got the Street Profits beating Seth and Rollins. Did, I, did we guess? Did we guess? Did I guess that one? We both guessed Street Profits. Oh, yeah, because, you know, they just won that. Um, I think Seth, Seth Roll, the the whole uh, Monday Night Messiah thing, Monday Night Messiah, 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 a quarter of the way to our, our, uh, our quote on that. Um, I think he needs something. Just going around and uh, telling people, if you're not with me, you're against me. Um, it's kind of losing its steam, I feel like. I feel like they, they need a wrinkle to the story that they're telling. It can't just be the 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 Viking Raiders and Kevin Owens coming out every time they, you know. That just seems like well, I mean, that seems like where they're going to be heading toward WrestleMania, and um, it just seems like that's going to be the bluff. Hopefully, the bluff to their feud because they've been feuding. And what I mean, they, I mean Seth, o- Seth and Kevin Owens have been going back and forth really since what October? Yeah. Because when 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 did um when did this when did the, the Saudi show was after the Hell in a Cell, right? It was like late October, maybe early November. Saudi show? Yeah. Oh, the 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 one from last year. You're right. I think it was. Ooh, I don't remember. It didn't feel that long ago, but it was. I think it was on Halloween, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Halloween. Yeah. So it was it was toward the end. it was the Halloween one, and um, after that, like after Seth lost the title, he was entangled with the storyline with Kevin Owens and. Assuming WrestleMania is going to happen, it seems like that that was going to be where the feud was going to end. Nope. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be ending anytime. I don't think it's going to be ending. No. Um, um, I think he needs a new recruit. I On Raw, he was trying to recruit Alicia Black. So I think they're trying to add another person to that stable. But do you think they can add another person? I mean, do you think, I mean, uh, I mean, let me rephrase the question. Who should they recruit as far as um, adding to Seth's group? Who would be an ideal candidate? Ruby Riot. That, oh wow! Okay, well, add a woman. Add a woman. Why not? Uh, I think that would. I would think that would make it awesome because then they can, you know, start running a rough shot on the women's division too to really take over uh, Monday Night Rollins. They could. Um, or Becky Lynch? No, you can't put Becky. Then that'd be just be like a power couple thing. Yeah, uh, and then because you've already established that the audience, you you already established to the audience that they are already a couple. And by having them on there, they're going to be like a power couple a la Triple H and Stephanie back yeah, in the day. Yeah, and now we get the corporation again. Yeah. <laughs> no, please no. Uh, great night for Sami Zayn. He's your new Intercontinental Champion. I thought bro, I thought they were going to you know, bury these three guys like they've been doing for, for weeks. Yeah, same here. I did not expect... Uh, I, I didn't expect Braun to lose his championship, let alone... He just won that thing. He just won the belt, yeah. Um, it's going to continue a story between them, um, or at least for Sammy. Sa- I think Sammy's getting the best best uh, out of all this. And Braun is just Braun. He's, he's the new big show that does need the title, really. He has, his value has dropped so much. Big time. Big time. Uh, and that is a perfect analogy. He's become the big show, and not in a good way. Like, 
with Big Show, we're like. Well, you you got him turning face and heel. I feel like back and forth pretty quick. But they did mess up with him last year when when they when they, they turned. Needed, they needed a bad guy for Roman two years ago. I should say they did mess up on that. You're one hundred percent correct. But it it's just like with the Big Show treatment. Like once he's on TV more often and he doesn't look as dominant and you don't see him. You see him kind of doing like selling. Then he bec- he doesn't become special anymore. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's just attributes to being overexposed, big time. Um, yeah, we'll see what what happens to Braun. Um, and then we got Shayna Baszler winning the Elimination Chamber. Um, basically, it was a match until Shayna got in there, and then she just destroyed everybody. She's gonna be the new female Brock Lesnar, I feel like, but full time. She eliminated every one of the participants to uh, cash. Tapped in. them all out too. She tapped them all out. You're right. To cash in on her women's championship match at at WrestleMania this year, at least Oscar put up the biggest fight out of everybody because Liv Morgan was not going to put up a fight against no. Shayna. I think Natalia um, did a good job as well, um, but I feel like they're they're really trying to push this Riot Squad um, fight, and it's just no heat to it at all. There isn't really because you've. I mean, the only person they really invested into. The riot squad of all of them is really Liv Morgan, and they botched her from the beginning. Yeah, um, they've. I well, not going back even further. The riot squad was never taken seriously. Right. Um, they were putty patrol for whoever the face was at the time. I think it was, was it Charlotte, wherever the heels were. Whoever, yeah, they they were the heels. So, um, they've been kind of treated as such. So. The audience, in turn, is going to be like, well, I mean, I don't really care. Which is why why break them up to begin with? You know, you should. I mean, I, I get Ruby was injured. She she had both her soldiers, uh, both her shoulders surgically repaired. Yeah, they could have waited for her to come back and, you know, just have the, have them come back as a group and then explain the falling out after. Unless, you know, they're they're showing this fight so they can, you know, finally realize that, hey, you know what? We're sisters. We're in this together. We need to we need to join the riot squad back together, like a shield kind of deal or something. Um, because we'll um, it's basically if 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 you were to put Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, their tag team breaks up and yeah. now they're feuding. Who cares? Because we've been conditioned that they're losers. Um, that I feel like that's what we're getting with the riot squad, especially with uh, Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan's awesome. Uh, but her return, they just had uh, Charlotte squash her in like 30 seconds. Not once, but on multiple occasions. Yeah. Yeah. So not not a good look for the Riot Squad. Um, and that's pretty much our review for um, Elimination Chamber. It was it was it was a show. I don't think it was anything spectacular because um, l- that's the problem with having the Saudi show. There was no storyline. There was really no storyline to it whatsoever. I mean, I, I know storylines, but not. What you'd what you'd expect from a pay per view like there's supposed to be some kind of payoff or setup for right. WrestleMania, right? And I feel like it was just there because you know we we need to fill some time. I mean, the outcome for the women's chamber was obvious. I mean, that was to no one's surprise. Uh, the rest of the matches were they were just there. Um, it was it wasn't a terrible show. It definitely was better than the Saudi show for sure. Yeah, but that's not saying a whole lot. I mean, it's a house show. It basically it's basically a glorified raw. I mean. And that's something, and that's a problem with most of these B pay per views is that they're a glorified Raw or SmackDown. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, let's let's switch gears. Speaking We're, of Raw, speaking of Raw, yeah, good segue, Dick. Um, 
what did you think of this week's Raw? You know, with everything kind of going on, this might be the one of the last Raws for a while that we see in front of a crowd like that. Um, yeah, that that might that is likely the 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 case. Raw was I thought Raw was more of the same. It was just an extension of um of the Elimination Chamber. We had Angel Garza and Rey Mysterio kicking off the sh- the show after that Shayna Baszler pr- or the uh, Becky Lynch promo, uh, and we've seen them wrestle a bunch of times. So yeah, a lot of the same. Uh, good match, but um, you know we've seen it a lot. Oh, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Eric Rowan was another bright spot on the show, really showing McIntyre can can defeat these big monsters. Um, and you know Eric Rowan isn't the monster that I think uh, would show dominance because we, WWE has trained us that he's a weirdo that carries a cage. But I feel like, well, now I feel like Rowan really has nowhere to go now because they destroyed the one thing that was keeping him relevant, which was the cage. Right. And Well, he- the spider sh- reveal last week was stupid, um, and now he has no cage at all because McIntyre came out and s- smashed it with a set of 300-pound uh, steel steps. And thank God, by the way. I mean... It's good, cause now, but now what does Rowan really have now? That was the one thing that kind of kept something to him. This, I mean, he's really yeah, you're right. I mean, because they try to re they try to rehab him from with Dan O'Brien, he was a monster, and I thought he, I thought they did a you know eventually I thought they did a great job having him as D, uh, Daniel's heavy, but he couldn't be a heavy if Dan O'Brien was going to turn babyface. No, and yeah, that was only a matter of time before he went back to being a babyface. Um. You pretty much got rid of Luke Harper, so you can't reunite that tag team again. Yeah, Harper's AW bound pretty soon, yeah. It's, it's all but confirmed. So yeah, like um, uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee. I mean, it was only a matter of time before like he was gonna be uh, leaving the company, so that tag team wasn't gonna happen at all. Um, yeah. So you know, it is what it is. Rowan, luckily, is gonna be done with this, you know, cage gimmick. But what does he do now? You know, Natalia and Liv Morgan tag teamed for some reason um don't know why ruby white riot came out uh well they they tagged him against the kabuki warriors kabuki warriors win this one uh i thought it was i thought it was a pretty good match until ruby riot and sarah logan came out and it broke down from there um did you notice how Liv morgan just kept staring down uh riot and uh logan like she wasn't even paying attention to the match she left natalia by herself yeah, she Basically, did. Basically, she did a dive to the outside, and Natalia was left. That's why you you only tag with people you know, and not uh, a random pairing, um, because they're they're trying to get this riot squad civil war um, off the ground, and it's not really uh, working out. It's not working out. Um, let's talk about that AJ Styles promo, though. I thought it was awesome. Uh, really blurring the lines of you know fake and reality echoing a lot of things that we've been saying on this podcast for years at undertaker absolutely 10 years past his prime um and how much of the mystique that mark calloway has lost um in you know going out there and kind of not being the undertaker that we'd like to remember i agree um he, he like you said he he called him by his first name mark calloway and um brought his wife into it he too. brought his wife into it there is elements of truth into um, into the promos, into his promo, and um, I like to see where this is going to go. Like, how does Undertaker respond to this? Is he gonna is he gonna be as the dead man, or is he? Are we gonna see like him as Mark Calloway responding? This is something like they could go a couple of angles with this, but um, are we gonna get the American Badass to come back? Because I feel like now possibility. I mean, I don't know. The Undertaker entrance is epic. It is. 
Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think so because he came back as the dead man when he attacked AJ at the Saudi show and at the Elimination Chamber last week. Yeah, I think. I think AJ. This is going to be close to a Shawn Michaels Undertaker match uh, ten years ago. This is going to be the closest we're going to get to it. AJ is going to sell his ass. Probably. Off. I hate that you know Undertaker's chokes them twice and they both look really bad. And you know, seeing him pin him with a single choke slam um, kind of hurts AJ a lot. It does. It, it it does hurt his credibility. But he's AJ Styles. Remember when AJ was a bad promo? Like that was the one chink in his armor that he wasn't a good promo. Now look at him. He's this. I thought this promo was excellent. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because I think I think he realized that he's not the same guy as he was ten years ago. Or uh, even five years ago, um, this is not the same AJ Styles that was in New Japan, and he he knew he knew that when he went when he signed to WWE that over a matter of time he had to change his style a little bit, and he did adapt to the WWE style. Um, and he, him in his WWE style is still better than ninety percent of those that are on the main roster that do that same style. He could he could pull it off. Yeah. Um, is it is it is it better than how it was ten years ago or five years ago? No, but he doesn't have to be at that level, and he's more than compensated for it by being a his promo skills have gotten much much better. He was a decent promo when he went, before he got to WWE, but you could tell like that was the weakest part of his game was that promo. Yeah, let's talk about Riddick Moss for a second because oh God, do we have to? Are they are they pushing this full? That's what it looks like. Um, they're trying to take the 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 title, the twenty four seven title, seriously. I know nothing about this guy. I know that he turned on Mojo, and Mojo, they're on different shows. are they in different shows, or is the twenty four seven title just float around? Um, but probably floating around. I've seen him on TV a couple times. I still don't know anything about this guy. They're trying to tell me he's a he was an ex football player. That's literally all I know about him. Um, I I think you know they're. One thing they could do with this guy to get him as a super heel is to do what Baron Corbin was doing on NXT, where he basically just talks shit about all the indie guys, and he beats them. He beat Ricochet last week, and he beat Cedric Alexander this week. Yeah. Um, defending the 24-7 title in a match is, is weird. With no 24-7 rules. Yeah, I feel like the 24-7 title was going to be like a hardcore title they brought out Mick Foley to bring it out to to let us know that it's going to be kind of like a hardcore title and and they're having nothing like that. traditional matches for it now which is weird yeah that and the 24 7 title is just basically it's, it's a joke at this point there's no point in trying to make it a legitimate title not that it needs to be a, a legitimate title or even a title to begin with but you know it, it is what it is let's talk about this edge promo because that's something like I think um I I got I got I got some questions to ask you. So MVP comes out. Uh, he starts delivering a promo. And I guess he's trying to start his own faction. I, I guess I, I love that. I I think yes, absolutely. I think MVP is great on the mic. He is. And give him a stable. Fuck it, dude. What else? What else are they doing on Raw? Give him a stable and maybe I don't know. There's something that can happen from that. I feel like because he had a stable in TNA. Um, and one of the members of that stable was Bobby Lashley. Lashley was the TNA champion. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I, I can't remember the name of the stable off the top of my head. And I'd figure he would be like the perfect mouthpiece for, for Bobby Lashley. In fact, I w- in fact, I said when Lashley came back to Raw, they should bring back MVP to be his mouthpiece. You did say that. Holy shit. Look at you. So, Dick Stradamus over here. So, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, but 
he did mention about wanting to have a, a stable of guys in his own entourage, and he recruited Ed. <laughs> it's, it's like saying, like, I'm starting a new stable, and I'm picking Roman Reigns. The, the, the main event, yeah, the main event. Number, number one pick. <laughs> yeah. But um, it said he picked someone who hasn't wrestled in, like, in eight years. Yeah. <laughs> um, Edge comes out and just promptly gives him a spear. Um, I hope that's not the end of uh, his crusade to build a stable, but... Uh, good for MVP coming back and you know using his talents on the mic. Yeah, to absolutely. Maybe help out younger talent. Maybe he picks up Riddick Moss. Who can? Who knows? Uh, but Edge, Edge coming out and giving Randy an RKO was was really cool to see. And then a double concerto. I don't remember if he gave a promo or not, but uh, Edge was very livid. Like he wanted to like beat the. Sh- he wanted to get back at Randy Orton for what he did. Uh, it, it was effective. It, it worked. It it builds heat to their match. I mean, well, to the presumed match at WrestleMania. Of, of, of when, all, when we talk about WrestleMania, it's all it's presumptive at this point. Oh, he gave MVP a con, a concerto. He gave MVP a concerto. Okay, but he yeah. gave he gave Randy Orton the RKO. Yes, yes. So after after he chased Orton off, then that's where he gave uh, MVP the concerto, right? Yeah, Orton watched from the stage as he's like, "This is you, Randy." That's right. And then that's he gave right. him another uh, two concertos. Um and then they they run backstage and the the uh, I felt like the maybe they were short on time or something, but they r- went to commercial as they were running up the ramp. Um and then it cuts back and you know Edge is looking for Randy and Charlie's like uh, sorry to tell you but he's gone, uh which made Edge even more pissed. So a lot of lot of heat coming out of this. I'm really excited for Randy Orton and, and Edge. Uh, same here. So we'll, let's see how that match turns out at Mania. And, and then I, I kind of tuned out for the main event. This is a thrown-together uh, eight-man tag match. Uh, it started Aleister Black versus Seth Rollins, which, yes, I'm signing me up for that all the time. And then um, it kind of broke down when the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits came out to take on, uh, who was it? Uh, the, the Seth Murphy and AOP. Yeah. Um, yeah, not really a fan of that, uh, especially because Aleister Black really, what did he do? Did he just take off? I, he disappeared. He he must have faded into black. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan of just like we're having a match now. Um, and WWE does that way too often. Um, they do it almost on a weekly basis. In yeah, fact, they do it on a weekly basis. It's usually, 20 minute promo turns into someone comes out and then someone else comes out and then we're gonna tag team match playa. Oh man! Shout out to to Teddy Long. R.I.P. Just kidding. He's still alive. He's still alive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was raw. Uh, kind of kind of whatever. Um, and then we get AEW. I thought AEW was excellent. AEW was good, but um, it just it at was the just time it's it's hard so to think hard of. to focus on. Um, it was so hard for me to focus on. Really, uh, to be honest with you, it was hard for me to focus on all shows past uh, past Monday. Um, I couldn't. I it would, it took a lot for me to focus on uh, Dynamite and on NXT and um, you know and, and SmackDown as well. Um, Dynamite, from what I remember, was was decent um i'm trying to remember um i'm gonna bring it up right bring now. it up for me, yeah so yeah uh aw kicked off with uh cordy uh cody C- and cordy Nord, uh, <laughs> cordy cody and uh ortiz one-on-one start starting off the um the the, uh, the show um you see in uh ortiz the, is awesome ortiz is, both santana and ortiz are really yeah. good um ortiz probably is the probably the better of like in-ring guy santana's probably better promo although you can't really i mean you can go either way with with those guys um they're both great talent 
Um, during the match, they, they pan out to the crowd, and we see uh, Jake the Snake Roberts with Lance Archer. So Lance Archer's make he officially made his AEW debut in the crowd. Yeah, well, he, he was there. Was that last week he came out? He didn't come out. Well, last no, week. this was, was the first time. Yeah, he was supposed last to come out last. He was supposed to come out last week, but he never did. They held off for a week, which I thought was a smart move. Um, yeah, I, I I like that. Uh, I like where this is going. You know, Jake the Snake is is you know he can cut a promo for sure, and I think he's going to be a great mouthpiece for fucking Lance Archer. So that was a great way to start off uh, Dynamite. Um, now the Rose B Priestley defeated Chris Statler and Hikaru Shida. Um, match was it was like a whatever it was a whatever match um, again a uh, thrown together tag team thrown together tag team not a fan but um neither look neither look dominant um it looks like they're kind of teasing a uh, B Priestley Nyla Rose match coming up cuz it looked like there was uh that, that B Priestley wants a title shot she took her out and picked up the title but Hikaru Shida is number one contender at the moment yes these rankings need to matter guys they do um, need to matter Maybe wait your turn, Bria. She she hasn't been on Dynamite in. I think she was. This is her first months, time on Dynamite in, in months. And uh, in she, months. And she recently came back from Japan as well because she she's also in Stardom. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's okay. in Stardom. So, um, she she just came back from Japan. Um, and she was also affected. She she could also tell you firsthand as far as how they're dealing with the with the coronavirus situation out there. So, um. Yeah, that's that's in, that's interesting right there. Um, I like the I like the segment with uh, Christopher Daniels mocking the Dark Order. Oh yeah, uh, basically, uh, what did he say? I I I got a production team to make me look like you or something like that. In a way, yeah. He challenged both those guys to a fight, um, whether it's backstage in the parking lot, whether it's dynamite, uh, dark doesn't matter. He wants to fight him. So I and I thought that was a pretty good promo by him. So. Um, yeah, um, Jurassic Express versus MJF and the Butch and the Blade. I like that they're keeping MJF, you know, kind of with the Butch and the Blade because he's the one that supposedly brought them in. Yeah. Um, Butch and the Blade and MJF get the win. Uh, Marco Sunt taps, I think, to uh, MJF's... Uh, what Salt is of that? the Earth. Salt of the Earth. That, that, lo- that looks brutal. It's, a, it's basically like a like a Rings of Saturn, right, kind of? It's Well, the Brutalizer is the ring, Rings of Saturn. It's basically like an arm bar. It's like a Fujiwara arm bar, I want to say. That's correct. Which, um, uh, putting on Marco Snod, it looks brutal. Yeah, Marco's a little guy, and is, is, he can bend. He can bend he, in weird, he, weird directions. He can. Um, I, I mean, MJF is awesome. If, you know, Byron thinks The Miz is better than him, and he's way off on that. Um I liked how they were attacking Luchasaurus. They were really chopping him down. You don't see that a lot, I feel like, uh, with big men. Uh, where You know, back in the day, like when I used to watch Shawn Michaels versus Sid or uh, Bret Hart versus Undertaker, you go out, you chop down the big man. You go after his legs. Absolutely. And uh, I thought they did a great job emphasizing on trying to weaken Luchasaurus' legs because Luchasaurus is pretty much like he's the dominant member of that, of that group. Yeah, once um, you take out him... All you got to deal with is Marco Stein and Jungle Boy. I and feel Jungle like, Boy. Yeah. I mean, really, Jungle Boy is anything more than anything else. Yeah. But you take out one. Luchasaurus is like the big man of that group. He so is you literally take him the big out, man. and you, you got a pretty good advantage, which is smart. Smart booking, great storytelling. I love it. Um, Britt Baker came out to uh, insult the crowd a little bit more. Uh, got interrupted by Big Swole, so I feel like we're gonna get a feud with these guys, ladies. Um, I love the, uh, the the little jab. Uh, talking about her boyfriend, um, and Big Swell was very quick to be like, um, "It's not my boyfriend. That's my husband." Unlike you, Bebe, uh, which is a jab at, at Adam Cole not proposing to Britt Baker yet. Um, 
I thought, I thought this was a, a great way to show that we're we're going with these two ladies. Who's Big Swole married to? Cedric Alexander. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, you know, a little little inside baseball. That is some little that's some inside information right there. Okay. Uh, Death Triangle make their debut. Really show their dominance against uh, Joey Janela and Private Party. I thought this was probably match match of the night. I think anything with the Lucha Bros is gonna be match of the night. Um and then you add Pac into their into their crew and that's a dangerous team. It, it is. Um George Janela's a madman. Um when he did that uh Death Valley driver on uh Pac on the apron. Oh my that god, hurt. yeah. That looked that looked nasty, dude. That looked nasty. Uh private party, um they're they're um you know, they're still learning as they go, um, but they're they're still impressive. Um they're going to be learning more and more. Um, it, it, once they get more ring, more ring time, they're going to be very. They're going to be a very, very good tag team. Yeah. After the match, best friends come out um, to show us that we're still going to keep getting Death Triangle versus them. Um, the, these tri- I think these trios titles are coming soon. Yeah, I mean, um, you have the, the one thing AEW has is that they have not only have a ton of tag teams. In their in their in, 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 that th- that they could play around with, but they have the luxury of having these trios teams as well, and um, we're seeing a bunch of trios teams being formed, and they can always uh, and it's not just natural trios teams, but you can also throw in um, as I mentioned, you can throw in someone who's chasing for the AW championship and have them team with the tag team, kind of like how WCW did with their six man tag back yeah. in the late eighties. So you can always there's always creative ways to go around with it. Um, is it going to be the next how AW releases though? Because uh, it seems like Cody's going to be doing something a little different with having a secondary belt. I I think I think they should do maybe what uh what Lucha Underground did with their um the medallions and they they lock into a belt and basically you cash in your belt uh, for a championship opportunity. Um, I I think that 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 was a really cool concept to have you know a match for a medallion to compete yeah. for the belt. And NWA is doing a similar situation as well with their uh, World Television Championship, where if you uh, if you defend the belt seven times in a row without losing it, then you get a shot at the World Heavyweight Champion. That's awesome. Each match is what six oh six minutes five six seconds? minutes or five seconds or less. Yeah, that's that that's a really cool you know way to 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 have your mid card title mean something. Uh, main event was Hangman Page and a mystery opponent. Turns out it was Dustin. Uh, in the beginning, you saw. Uh, the Young Bucks t- are talking, and Matt Jackson was like, you're not really going to team with that dickhead, talking about Hangman Page. So Nick, right. Matt Jackson really doesn't like uh, the Hangman right now. No, he does not. Um, so turns out it was it was Dustin. Dustin is ha- has, uh, he's tired of the inner circle, especially Sammy Guevara. Um, so he tams, tags with Hangman, and I, I thought this was a fantastic main event. Um, the guys really went out there. Uh, did you see... Uh, how, uh, Hangman Page's uh, statement about the coronavirus. Yes, I thought, I, that, I was thought that was so great. Funny. So good. He put out a, uh, you can go on his Twitter and Instagram, uh, basically saying, uh, I'm no longer going to take beers from everybody till this whole thing calms down. But I, w- and I'm also switching to whiskey. And there's a lot of other cool, like funny things that he said in that whole K- statement. K Fabe kills, uh, kills more virus because it has more alcohol in it. <laughs> yeah. It makes, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so. Great main event from here. Uh, you have uh, Adam Page and and Dustin beating Guevara and Jericho. Uh, it was what happened after the match that really, really fucking sent some shockwaves to the air. Um, you got, uh, you know, 
the the elite come out to make the save after the inner circle interrupt and they're fighting all the way to the stage matt because they they're elite they're still looking out for each other matt goes and saves hangman but he's pissed off still gives them a big old middle finger uh, turns around and just gets killed uh by jericho uh with a chair shot directly to the head keep in mind earlier in the show uh, Nick Jackson was taken out by the inner circle. He had blood coming out of his mouth, and he was underneath one of those uh, roll-up doors. Looked pretty, pretty gnarly. It looked pretty bad, yeah. Um, so all the elite guys went to the hospital. So they were gone for the whole show um, for um, for Nick because he was he was in bad shape. Um, and then fucking Jericho just says, "Hey guys, we think we found this piece of shit. You might want to get him some help." And <laughs> it, it, I, classic Jericho. That's Jericho. If he can say shit somewhere, he's gonna say it. Oh, he will, and he knows how to. And he knows how to say it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Dynamite, another great show. But you know, it, it was really hard to focus on wrestling this week because of all this uh, outbreak stuff going on. NXT, NXT, I thought was was okay. Um, the main the 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 main thing coming out of this was Gargano and Champa really fucking up the entire PC. Yeah, and and that's how the show ended with those two. I mean, we got a tour of what the performance center looks like. I've never, yeah, I never saw that how like the full extent of the performance center, and <laughs> it looks amazing. I wanted I wanted to make a, a meme of um, them fighting throughout like all the office area. With the theme song from The Office playing like over it, yeah, because um, they they gave us a good tour of like cubicles and like office uh, areas that you would have never thought. Yeah, uh, I thought the um, the North American Championship match between Keith Lee and Cameron Grimes was awesome. Cameron Grimes, former uh, Trevor Lee, um, I'm not a fan of the southern southern gimmick with like the hat and everything, but he's amazing in he's ring. So he's good. phenomenal. Um, yeah, uh, Keith Lee beats him, but uh, it was uh, it was a really good. Uh, Keith Lee gets the win, but it was you know a hard fought victory. Uh, Trevor was trying to, or Trevor Cameron Grimes was trying to get a, a German suplex on him like the whole match, and when he finally pulled it off, um, it looked it looked awesome. It was almost a Northern Light suplex, but like a really high angled German suplex. Oh wow! Um, definitely, yeah, check that out if you can. Um, and then. After the match, you have uh, Damian Priest come out um, and pretty much ro- uh, Nancy Kerrigan, uh, Keith Lee, uh, <laughs> took him out with a with a pipe to the knee. Um, Keith Lee didn't see who did it. Dijakovic comes out for the save. Keith Lee thinks Dijakovic is the one that attacked him and gives him a spirit bomb. So these three are, are still going to be feuding, I think, for a little while. And maybe well, add Trevor Lee to that equation, too. Well, for sure, Lee and Dijakovic are going to be feuding still. Um, it, it, it could look like it might be a fatal four-way at uh, TakeOver, if that's the case. I don't. I think they need to take the title off of Keith Lee. How awesome he is, he's a main eventer, and I think he needs to be feuding for the, the heavyweight title or go or get, get called up. I agree. He's, he's bigger than, I think, the North American title. I think someone else can, can benefit from... As I was watching this, like, damn, Cameron Grimes could really benefit from being the North American champion right now. He, he really can. I mean, so could Dijakovic. And, I mean, if, even if you want to, you can include Damian Priest as well. Um, I agree with you 100% on that statement. Uh, Dakota Kai, 
versus Mia Yim. Um, this is a ladder match qualifier. I think whoever is, wins this match, they get a spot for the lad- for the women's ladder match at Takeover. Yes. And the winner of that match is going to face the NXT Championship down the uh, NXT Women's Champion down the road. Is, is that correct? That is very correct. Okay. Um, first qualifier was Chelsea Green. She's the number number one in that. Yeah. Next person that qualified was Mia Yim. I thought Dakota Kai was going to win this match because she has the whole Gon- Raquel Gonzalez, but maybe they got uh, Tegan Knox uh, rivalry still going on, which yeah. I, I thought would have been good in the ladder match to kind of play that little feud out in that in the ladder match. But I think they're still going to keep going in spite of uh, the the cage match happening where uh, Dakota Kai won that cage match. Yeah. Um, so we got that. We got uh, that. I thought it was. I thought it was a good match. Um, who really impressed me this week on NXT was Raul, uh, Raul Mendoza, which is another guy probably from Baldwin Park. That, that That's a very Baldwin Park name. It is. Um, but, yeah, Kushida versus Raul Mendoza, I thought this match was awesome. Uh, Mendoza really sh- got to shine in this. Um, he, lo- he he loses to the hoverboard, um, but I, th- I thought Mendoza looked really good. Even though I don't know much about the guy, I know he can go. Kushida? No, uh, Mendoza. Oh, Mendoza. I, oh. I know Kushida can go. Yeah. I, I think Kushida can go to the main roster too because he he's kind of just floundering around in NXT. He's kind of an afterthought. The he he's, he Kushida's really is. An afterthought is crazy. He really is an afterthought, and I I don't know if if the main roster would do him any would do him any better. If anything, it would probably be much worse. I don't know. I mean, with Kushida, I just you would think it'd be a good fit given how NXT is and their style, but it's just not working for whatever reason. It, they're just not clicking. There's, they just have too much talent down there. I feel like that he, could that could be. He could be in the main event. I think in NXT, but there's so much in the main event already. Um, he kind of doesn't have anyone to dance with. Um, I thought the Charlotte Rhea Ripley face off was pretty brutal. Uh, watching Rhea Ripley in that figure four on around the Bret Hart style um, figure four inverted on the ring post was pretty nasty. Right. Uh, especially because Rhea Ripley's got such long legs, it makes it look even more brutal because she's kind of just twisted up. Um, and I, I thought it did a good job building up their match going into WrestleMania. That match is going to be hard to call. Ripley and Charlotte, I feel like. Yeah. Are they going to really put over Rhea Ripley that hard? Keep the title on her in NXT? I hope so because I don't. See, well, there's no point in having Charlotte winning the belt. But it's also Charlotte. She doesn't need she doesn't need the NXT championship. It's not going to like but it's Charlotte. You know how it's, she's it's, woman it, reigns. It is it, it it she is Charlotte. It my understanding of it is that she's there to put over Rhea to get not only not only put Rhea over make her a mega star number 1, but number 2 is to get eyeballs into NXT and to draw that uh, to try to pop that rating. Oh, we got another main roster wrestler on NXT. Come watch us, you know, and yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's working. I don't think it's working. I don't think it's gonna work to tell you the truth because they've gone to the well one too many times with that. Yeah, I, I agree one one hundred percent. Tegan Knox qualifies for the ladder match in a in a quick match with Diana Peraza. I didn't think Peraza was gonna win this one. It was it was a whatever match. Um, and then the uh, the Broserweights versus Undisputed Era. I thought this was um, a great match. They botched the Velveteen Dream reveal um, during the. Undisputed Era entrance because uh, they flashed a graphic that said Velveteen Dream. They did, um, right? So that that kind of ruined the the surprise that when Velveteen Dream came out before the match uh, started. Uh, but he cuts a promo t- basically talking about how it was never about Roddy. 
I don't, I don't care about you or your family. Um, I did all this to get to Cole. I thought this was a really good way to explain uh, why Velveteen is going to get his championship match. To, to, they, they did the best they could to cover up doing that angle where Roddy put, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, where, where Dream did put Roddy's uh, family on his tights. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, to Still me. Still not sure who the face is in this. Yeah, it's just, it, it, I guess, I guess it's, I guess it's Dream by default, but. Everyone loves Adam Cole, though. Yeah. I, I Again, I don't know. Just the way. Mind games on a face doesn't really work. Well, not those kind of mind games. Yeah. Not those kind of mind games. It, it won't work. Uh, you want the, you kind of want the baby face to be smart using his intellect, superior intellect. Th- typically, the way baby faces, like they use their intellect to outsmart the heel, but in a, like, having more, having morals to it. Yes. And I think, I feel like having, you know, the opponent's families on their tights is not moral. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking from a kayfabe perspective, of course. It, yeah, but but then you also have him talking about how you know I I used I used Roddy to get to you, Adam Cole. Like I feel like that's still not like a real that was just that's just more like a cop out. That was yeah. more of a cop out answer. Um, but I I thought the uh, the Broserweights and uh, Undisputed Era were having a great match until the uh, grizzled young vets came out. We're gonna get that triple threat match. Yeah, we are. I, that's that's just uh, that's inevitable. And uh, as we mentioned to close off the show was. Uh, the brawl between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Oh my God! What a fucking angle they're, do- they're going with these guys. They, um, what, this still doesn't. We still don't know what they're going to end up doing. Like what? Like there has to be. This has to be a blow off the match at Takeover. Falls kind of anywhere. Street fight. There, there's got to be more to that though. Like what else do you do? Because do you I, feel like do you want to continue this rivalry? Because this rivalry's been going on for two years. This has got to be it. We've even not only this feud has been going on so long. We've had uh, re- role reversals in it. We've had a switch. This is exactly what it, what it's come down to, and it looks like NXT is not big enough for the both of them. So they got to do something involving loser leaves town, loser leaves town, or loser retires, or something like that. Make it make it meaningful, and um, maybe ha- this would be the last match between these two in NXT. Yeah, um, I th- I think it's gonna be a street fight just based on what happened here on NXT when they you know basically brawled throughout the whole uh, the whole shit yeah uh, the whole arena um, yeah so they they basically um, they were talking obviously and that led into the uh, basically a street fight to end the show um, they fought all throughout the arena they went. Through the whole PC, basically, they showed us the weight room. They showed us the locker room. They showed us the office area, um, the conference call area. Um, I I was like, when they were fighting in the weight room, I was like, why isn't he pick, trying to pick up a, a weight to you know take him out with a weight? And sure enough, as soon as you thought that, as soon as I thought that, he started using a weight to to take it to Johnny Gargano. Um, Gargano threw Champa through like a plate glass window, um, and then. You know, a lot of brawling. Champa ended up throwing a, a like it looked like a ten pound weight at Gargano and smashing that mirror. Yeah, that's what it was. I think it was a ten pound weight. Yeah, um, I I love that. Like now that the PC is like their home base, I don't think they basically destroyed the whole the whole PC. And then you had the high spot of the night: the air raid crash off the balcony through the announce table. It looked like Gargano really got hurt on that one. They, I don't think they were ready to be like, oh shit, we got to come back here for SmackDown. We got to clean all this shit up. Yeah, they weren't really thinking about that either. But um, I'm, I'm sure they probably got that uh, fixed real quick. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, that was that was NXT. 
Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. We're almost at, we're running out of time. Yeah, we're, we are running out of time. Um, again, this was also at the Performance Center, and it looks like for the foreseeable future, this is where a lot of the shows are going to be filmed at. This was a weird one, man. Triple H's promo in the beginning was awesome, though. Uh, it, yes. it, it really set the tone for the night. I really liked this episode of SmackDown. I saw people complaining, um, and this was one of the best SmackDowns I've seen since the launch of SmackDown on Fox. Uh, just because it didn't feel overproduced, it felt real loose, especially with Triple H on commentary all night with Cole. They need to be a team. It get Corey out of there and sign Triple H it, up. It felt loose because I think they wanted to change the mood up, um, given make the it fun. to make it to give the circumstances that they were in. Um, you know, the right now this this whole situation is is very scary. So that's why they said, you know what, let's change up the mood a little bit. Let's have a little fun with it. Um, it was not the show they originally wanted to run. But yeah. You could tell that right off the bat. So they had a change on the fly. Um, not all the SmackDown talent was there on Friday from what it looks like. Yeah, they um, were definitely had a skeleton crew. So um, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I think a lot of the fans also gave them the benefit of the doubt. They understood that this is not a typical SmackDown. I wonder why Corey wasn't there. I have no idea. Maybe he had tra- travel issues too. That, that could be. <clears throat> um, so yeah, we uh, we had uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey versus uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, I feel like they just gave him, told him to gave him a mic before the match and told him to just cut a promo real quick. Yeah, and it's weird seeing them cut a promo um, about the city they're in when no one's there to uh, boo them and get that crowd. It, exactly. Um, and it was also where Triple H called it too. Um, seeing uh, Nikki Cross trying to hype up the crowd with no crowd there was was pretty funny too. The fact that he called her out and he's like, I don't know why she's trying to hype up this crowd because she was like stomping, trying to like will Alexa to get up. And normally that's what the babyface team does. They like, you know, what? I might as well ask this question now. Can they do this? Can they do an empty arena? Can they do empty arena shows? Like, as a fan watching it on TV, would you be just as invested watching the product with an empty arena, or would you feel like you would you feel less invested? The crowd not being there uh, definitely impacts the show. But if this is what they're gonna give me, I can I can adjust on a temporary basis. I yeah, think I think it's fine. Yeah, it, it, it's it just I mean it, it may be a temporary fix or 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 for depends on how long this goes. I I think I'm I'm fine with it whatsoever. I mean I think as long as there is some sort of if if they're gonna go down this road, then then that's fine. Of course. We don't know if they're gonna if it's gonna be permanent or not. So there's a lot of factors into it. But I thought for them having an empty arena show, it was it was fine. It, it, they can they can easily pull it off. Uh, just I hope to God that John Cena doesn't wrestle though. At the PC in front of empty arena, in, 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 dude, he's gonna be calling his spots. Oh, you're gonna be able to hear everything. You're gonna hear everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Paige was supposed to come out to confront Bailey. Um, I'm not sure why, uh, but. Yeah, yeah, she was advertised on the show to be on the show, but of course she wasn't able to make it. Um, I thought Roman Reigns had a pretty good segment with Michael Cole. This is what Roman Reigns needs to do instead of going out there and you know cutting a, a basic promo. Have someone interview him because I feel like that that's when he works his best. I felt like we got to see a real side of Roman. It didn't seem like he had lines to read. Um, you know, they, they even brought up the fact that, like, people don't think you deserve this title shot just by saying you're next. And he's basically his response, which I thought was a lame response, was, well, I main event every night on these small cities, and I, I deserve to be here because I'm a main eventer. Uh, a sense of entitlement much? Yeah, that that's kind of how I felt about it, too. Um, again, not sure who the baby face is in this because um, I feel like 
I feel like this might be a blessing for Roman Reigns to if WrestleMania was canceled because I guarantee you all the smarks, the smarks of all smarks go to WrestleMania. They were going to boo both these guys out of the building. With, without question, I, I, that was not if but when. That was definitely going to happen. Um, you could tell that they were going to boo Goldberg because when Goldberg came back to SmackDown right after this initial Saudi show, they booed him right out of the building. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this is going up because, like like we've been saying the whole show, like WrestleMania is still in the air. They're building towards it, but they might be building to uh, a bridge to nowhere, basically. Basically. Shout out to San Gabriel Valley on that one. That was I threw that out for that. Hey, yo. Oh, the Miz and Morrison uh cut a promo about how we don't need chants like New Day Rocks um, or Usos to get over with the with or to uh, establish ourselves. And then they cut into a chant, Miz and Morrison. They tried to chant, but it just didn't work. Uh, I, John Morrison's really not good on the mic, dude. It's, no, it, he's not. It's a vast difference between Miz and, and Morrison. And you would have thought with all the years that he was on the indie scene, uh, being in movies and being the top guy. You're learning lines for movies that felt like he was like, Forgetting his lines out there. I thought he was fine, and like when he was Johnny Mundo in um, oh, he was awesome. I thought he was great. You know, I thought um, I thought he he found his niche. It's also pre-taped, and he probably cut line line. What what's my line? Um, where he doesn't have that opportunity here. You're supposed to say the Miz. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he looked lost out there a couple he, he times. He did. Um, um, but of course, you know that's just the way the WWE has their scripted promos, and anyone could be lost on there. But, um. You would think John Morrison of all people would, you know, he would get the knack of it because he does he has the acting experience. He's done it before. He's he's he was in his initial run with WWE for for quite a while. I mean, for yeah. what? Almost like eight, 7 8 years, something like that, yeah. So, but he just I guess there's some people aren't just meant to be uh natural talkers, you know. Uh let's talk about Drew Gulak and Dan O'Brien. We we kind of touched on it a little earlier, but uh, Dan O'Brien's like, hey, I good match we had at the Elimination Chamber, and you know I'm gonna take your advice. And there are holes in my games that I'd I'd want to fix. Do you do you want to like maybe? Um, and then they get cut off. They're teasing it. Uh, they get cut off by Sami Zayn, who's you know happy he won his title. So basically, um, he's talking to Sami Zayn, and they're kind of talking shit back and forth. And Cesaro steps up, and he's like, you know what? I don't got a problem with you. I got a problem with him. And then Cesaro's like, well, if you got a problem with him. You got a problem with me, which, you know, shows some depth to Cesaro, basically showing that he uh, he stands up for his man. And I, I thought this was a really fun uh, way to get a match between Dan O'Brien and Cesaro. Sign me up for that all day. Two great wrestlers. Um, and now it kind of looks like, you know, Dan O'Brien and Drew Gulak are a thing now. Yeah, um, uh, they're um, I like to see where they're going to go with this uh, with, with this group. Uh, I mean, it's got that Gulak is getting some getting more exposure being associated with Dan O'Brien. Uh, Dan O'Brien uh, does think very highly of Drew Gulak. Um, when he was when they were doing the Cruiserweight Classic, he thought very highly of him, and he wanted to work a program with them. And now he's gotten his opportunity. Yeah, so. I think this is him using his uh, his flexing his muscle and being like, I want to work with Drew Gulak. And that's good for Dan O'Brien because like um, he's he obviously he he's he's the kind of guy that doesn't need to be in the main event. He doesn't need to be the top guy all the time. And if he can, uses his time to get over a uh, town that desperately needs it. And that's why Daniel Bryan is the best. I Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm kudos to Daniel Bryan for coming back and for doing this. You know, who would have thought that five years ago, like, that would, he would be done? Like, we would have probably, I mean, 
five years ago, if you were to ask me, would he be in a WWE ring again? I would have told you no. Yeah. But now we're looking back at it, and he's getting a second. He's getting a second wind, and he's doing everything he can. I mean, he was he he just last year he was WWE champion. This year he knows he's not going to be in a huge Miss WrestleMania spot. So instead, he's taking this opportunity to get other talent over. In this case, trying to get Drew, Drew Gulak over. Who, I mean, Drew Gulak wasn't doing anything. He was doing anything absolutely nothing. Um, doing like slideshow presentations on two hundred five live, maybe. Um, and you could only do so much. He deserves more than that for sure. And Dan O'Brien. Kudos to him for for sticking up for his man. Um, what did you think of Baron Corbin uh, subtly calling out, well, not so subtly, calling out Jeff Hardy's uh, DUI situation? Uh, he tried to take a page out of Samoa Joe's book, and it just it, it did just didn't come off as well as Samoa Joe. It came off as like Baron Corbin be trying to be a, a, a douche, even though he probably is. I mean, even though he is a douchebag, but just trying to act the part. It a just, lot of guys just use their personality and turn it up a little bit. Yeah. So this is probably the, the real guy. This is probably the real guy right here. Um, I don't know. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of... I just it, To me, it came off as a poor man's version of, of, of uh, the Samoa Joe promo that he did on Jeff Hardy a while back. Um, but Jeff Hardy does come back, and he does get the win over uh, Baron Corbin. Um, eh, it was an okay match, It too. was It was all right match. Um, I know Hardy was kind of just going, you know... Paint by numbers, pretty much. But basically, um, I think Corbin's Corbin. You know, he's decent. Do you think? Um, do you think Jeff's like what's what's going to be Jeff now that Matt is no longer in WWE? I mean, of WWE, they do have a higher ceiling for Jeff Hardy. He has a higher ceiling than his brother Matt. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen? What do you think his role is going to be? Do you think he's going to be used as enhancement talent now, or is he Man. still going to be like where is he going to be? He's still billed as Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is uh, a number mover for sure. He is. Um, can they trust him? You know, that's that's the that is the real question right there. You're right. Um, and I think I think they just tack on the time that because they both signed at the same time, but obviously Jeff's still employed by WWE. Did they did he resign or did they just tack on the time he was gone to his contract? That's a good question because if they tacked on the time he was gone then he's probably going to be there for a couple more months unless he he resigned probably like nine months i think he's been out for like he's been months. out for a while injuries yeah. and then the uh and then the duis the dui charges yeah so probably around there um he's still a good hand to have um and oh, I, absolutely. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna use him still uh but you know maybe not main event level um Let's talk about this John Cena promo. Another great sit-down interview with Michael Cole, um, asking him some like tough questions that you know I don't think WWE really goes there. You know, um, he asked him you know about the whole Bray Wyatt blaming him for his descent when he lost to him six years ago at WrestleMania. Great way to f- reference the past. I hated John Cena's answer on this though. Um, he's like, "Well, you can't hold me responsible for your fa- your failures." When I'm like, dude, you basically want, you know, you need to win your matches to the point where people tell you, hey, John, maybe let's put over the Nexus in this match. And you're like, no. In fact, give me a DDT on the con- concrete and I'm going to beat all of them still five on one. Yeah, that made no sense at all. Um, that, you know, the, I, I agree with you on that. that How many I'm, big men have hit the, the John Cena wall and never been the same after? Too many, and now it's you know in turn now it's the Roman wall, but they uh, they build these 
the these main event level, you know, Cena, Roman Reigns guys, Hulk Hogan for that matter, um, and they bury their heels in the process, you know. And it's not just the heels; it's other talent as well that should get that should get a chance to be the top guy on on um, in the company. Um, the way the WWE is now, they're trying to focus on having the brand be the selling point and not just one super superstar. Even though, if you look at what they're trying to do, they really are trying to push one superstar as well. And th- when you do that, it's at the cost of others as well. The problem with that, though, there is no one who is at that level of a s- Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Rock, for that matter. Yeah, you're, They're not going to get that, and, and I think they know that. So they're um, maybe that's why they're trying to push the brand instead, and it quite hasn't hasn't quite worked yet. But um, but going back to the John Cena promo, it's I'm glad like I said I'm glad they they're playing into what happened six years ago, and but at the same time though like if you look at Bray Wyatt after WrestleMania after his match with Cena he still won the WWE Championship he won it a couple years later. He uh he 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 defended the championship at yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. So you can't blame John Cena for what happened because if anything, Bray Wyatt still recovered, and he still won the championship. Yeah, I think I think the the worst tra- tragedy of Bray Wyatt was losing to the Undertaker that year. He shouldn't have lost to Taker that year. He, sh- he That was when he was his hottest. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have lost to Cena. He shouldn't have lost to Taker. Yeah. I think, especially with Taker losing to Brock the year before. Yep. I think you could have capitalized. And then losing to Roman the year after. Yeah, that. I think you could have capitalized on that. And be like, okay, well, let 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 Bray get a win because you're trying to build him up, and Bray the streak's w- over now. The streak's over. So what's the point of having him still uh still win? And you could have made Bray like this supernatural heel. Yeah. Like, he could have absorbed the Undertaker's power somehow, you know? You could explain that in storyline for yeah, sure. Absolutely, you can. Give him the urn. Make him come out with the urn or something. I don't know. Build the lantern to look like an urn. They could have done something. There's a like lot that. of things they could have done. Um, but I, I, I love the, 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 uh, the, the face-to-face between Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend, but Bray Wyatt, Mr. Rogers, and John Cena. Because, dude, when I, when I was watching Wyatt talk... I was like, this guy's fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Didn't you get that feeling like this guy's just a big sociopath crazy guy? Kind of like the Joker a little bit. The Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah, and I think I, I think that's what you want to do with this Bray Wyatt character. Like, just n- not the Fiend, the Bray Wyatt character is you you want to give like this sense like this guy is just basically off the wall and he's blaming John Cena for what happened and that it's going to be his personality when he switches it, the fiend that's gonna get re- enact revenge on him, and he can't control it. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, um, it was cool seeing him cut a promo in the ring and not the Firefly Funhouse too. Yes, um, it, it 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 added another layer to show that like, whoa, shit, Bray Wyatt is uh, upset. He's not messing around. Yeah, um, so I'm I'm hyped for Cena and the Fiend now. It was weird when The Fiend came out and pointed at the WrestleMania sign, but this promo got, got me to get my butt in the seat, for sure. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm intrigued, and hopefully... The Is right Cena going to do the right thing? The, you have to do the right thing. The right outcome has you to be... You have to, right? It has to be at this point, because if it's not, like, let's say Cena does win, then there's no credibility in The Fiend. No. You, you would lose it. two back-to-back losses to one to Goldberg and one to John Cena. Two part-timers. Two part-timers is not a good look if you're trying to build up Bray Wyatt. No, no it isn't. 
And you could put the Universal Championship back on him, but it's not really going to mean anything because of the fact that he lost two big matches. Yeah. What do you guys think? Let us know in, in the comments. Uh, leave us a, a review. Uh, those iTunes reviews really help us out. So if you can do that, that'd be great. Um, I we're 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 pretty over right now. Um, how are you feeling, Dick? Yeah, we are. Um, I feel good. Um, no, no influenza symptoms or anything like that. No, no, none, none. I mean, just I I feel good at the moment. Um, just gonna have to be more. Um, I have to be more resilient as far as. Um, going, I mean, obviously, going out is going to be a, a challenge now. Um, oh, we'll save money at least. Hopefully, <laughs> silver lining. I, I hope so. We'll um, see. Yeah, it, this the world is changing by the minute, and you know, we'll we'll be back next week. Uh, but we could have a whole different thing on our hands by that time. We we don't know. Yeah, um, that's the plan right now at the moment. But it depends on how things go. Um, this. I don't want to say this could be our last episode for a while, but I hope it's not. Let's just keep, let's try to keep it going while we can. No, even if we're on lockdown, we'll make a phone call and we'll, we're going to keep this boat afloat. We'll um, we'll find a way. Yeah, definitely not the end of this show for sure. Uh, but in these uncertain times, you guys be excellent to each other um, and just you know don't be an asshole. I feel like is the the best way to kind of put a button on this. But yes. thank you guys so much for listening downloading subscribing telling your friends telling your neighbors telling your friends neighbors um we'll be back next week with the with a lot more to talk about on developing stories not only in the wrestling world but what's going on outside of the wrestling world um but until then like i said be excellent to each other and don't forget we are the new 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 world order professional podcasting and we will see you next week